Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. We're recording this interview during the Illinois Christian Home Educators Conference at Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon A. I'm joined by Kirk Smith, the Executive Director of ICHE. Now, Kirk, the theme for this year's conference, Stand Grounded in Christ. Being grounded in Christ seems like it would be a given for Christian home educators. Maybe it's not, or maybe is that encouragement or what? Well, Monty, the the grounds are shifting all the time, and perhaps right now more than ever. Uh, Just at the conference, I had several people talk to me about they cannot believe so much has happened in so little time, both with our culture as a general rule, but also in subcultures like Christian education. With the uh, all that's happened with COVID, the new influx of people, uh, it's just very easy for us to get caught up in the commercialization. There's money to be made, and what happens, we can easily lose our vision along the pathway. And so our convention committee, who prays diligently about what theme uh, they brought up this verse, we want to stay grounded. We want to stand firm for the cause of Jesus Christ, especially in this culture that is so relative. Everything's about touchy-feely emotions. We believe the Word of God will stand forever. Well, you kind of brought it up, but uh, for several years now, we've discussed the growth of Christian home education, home education in general, but we're seeing exponential growth now, and a lot of that's probably pandemic-related, grooming sex ed, CRT, what have you. But do you have a sense that there's something deeper going on, that there's a spiritual movement happening right now, and it's moving into home education? Well, I don't know if it's happening now or it's building more and more, but to me, Monty, the lines are being drawn so clearly in the sand. When I grew up back in the 60s and the 70s, our culture was still pretty family-friendly and pretty God-sensitive. The gloves are off now, and the demarcation lines are are very clear. Uh, Sheeps and the goats are being divided, and fortunately, there are a lot of folks been on the edge who are moving to be part of the sheepfold. Sadly, there are some who are moving more towards the goats. So this season in in our nation's history is really unique to me because it's a great chance for the church to go deep. The tendency during the 90s and the 2000s with all the church growth movement was to get breadth. And I think now we're seeing that we cannot compromise depth for the sake of breadth. And so I feel like God is kind of refining his people and also giving us more precision in what we believe. And I think we're seeing some of that with the homeschooling movement specifically and even more so with the Christian homeschooling community. But here's what my wife and I did. When we looked at Deuteronomy 6, we looked at what was happening in our culture. And again, we were educators, we were trained that way, but it's clear to see the trajectory, Monty, and everybody knows that even if they won't articulate it. And so at that point, we as parents, we as Christian parents have a choice to make. And I don't know at what cost people, parents are going to make that choice. For my wife and me, our children's, uh, again, that's up to Christ, I understand, but their eternal destination is not worth the gamble for us. What do you mean by precision 
in what we believe. Well, for us who are from Southern Illinois, I had a pastor once tell me who had come off the mission field and was pastoring in our community. He said, Kirk, the, the theology in this area is abysmal. And I think that's a pretty good a description of all the Bible Belt. We know a lot about God, but do we really know God personally. And with the growth of the internet, we're seeing more and more exactness with theology, which I think makes us think. But for most Christians, they're just trying to have a good marriage and raise their kids. They don't really think about who God is, what God's about, how are we supposed to bring God into this culture that we live in. And again, because the lines are being so clearly marked, it's causing us to make some decisions based on God's word, Lord willing. So post-pandemic, post-2022 election, does the interest in home education wane even among Christian home educators? That's a great question. We don't know for sure. I think it will not, especially here in Illinois with what's happening in Springfield with all the sex ed and such. I think enough parents are being pushed to the point to finally get some real theological traction money and it's causing them to make that choice. You know, as a former pastor, as a director of ICHE, I don't know why we all don't do it. You know, as Vody Bauckham has been quoted as saying, you know, we can't send our kids to Rome and be surprised when they come back as Romans. The statistics are very clear in the church movement uh, back in to the early 2000s when we heard the first bad news from the Baptist organization when they were losing 88% of their kids after the first year of college. The very best uh, numbers I have seen is 60% by George Barna. And so ideas have consequences. And I think sometimes we as parents want to kind of put our head in the sand and say it's really not that bad. It's not that bad. Folks, it really is that bad because as the old saying goes, numbers don't lie, Monty, and the numbers are very clear. We are losing this next generation spiritually. You know, I have a good Christian friend who said he would love to home educate his kids. He's just not in that situation. Sending them to a Christian school is just too expensive. What do you suggest for people in that situation? Well, that's a great question, a very sensitive question to ask, Monty, because there are some extenuating circumstances. But I would say a couple of things, and I do not want to be harsh or insensitive, but what is the price of our kids' eternal salvation? You know, I've told folks often, you know, there's going to be gaps in their education, whether they homeschool, private school, or public school. Some gaps I can live with, some gaps I cannot live with. For example, my daughters, I have a son who's a chemical engineering. He's got a no calculus. He just needs it. My daughters will be teaching my grandkids. I don't know if they need calculus, but I want them to have an awareness of math. But some gaps, like if we miss Jesus Christ, Monty, we've lost it all. And all eternity will not close that gap. We've had some math challenges in our home. That's our weakest subject. And we've brought tutors in two, three times, and that math gap is closed forever. You know, they've got their degree, but if we miss eternity, we're in bad shape. What do you see as the impact that Christian home education will have from this point out, let's say, on our kids and our grandkids as more parents and grandparents are saying, we've got to make this move? What's the long-term result of that? Do you want me to be transparent, Monty? Sure. Okay. This is when I get in trouble. Even within the Christian homeschooling community, we're sliding. Just the same values that were there, the same standards that were there 25 years ago are not here today. Now, some of that is cultural, and I understand that, but I, I'm seeing some organizations starting to take the name Christian out because it's not as family-friendly as it was 20 years ago. 
And I'm so proud of the ICAG board. Home discipleship with the centrality of Jesus Christ is our high ground that we will not retreat from. And I want to challenge all Christian home education movements and organizations. We must keep Jesus Christ first, not just in name, but in heart and mission as well. So the trajectory that we're setting, Monty, for me is what vision do the groups have that are setting the, the vision for individuals to follow? The theme is stand grounded in Christ. Absolutely. And sometimes, Monty, that means we stand ugly. I had to follow the final keynote at the convention, and mine was on endurance. And the thing we want to stand do is stand. If we have to stand ugly, I don't care. Sometimes, Monty, in certain seasons, just standing your ground is actually going forward in the long haul. Right now is maybe one of those seasons. We're being pushed hard on different by the culture, by the media culture, by the political culture. We stand our ground, and God always brings about a new season if we're ready. We're going to take a time out and have more to talk about with uh, Kirk Smith, the executive director of Illinois Christian Home Educators. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Stay tuned. Hail and well met. I'm Alyssa. I'm Eliana. I'm Kenna. And I'm Jenna. We are four females who, by discussing and dismantling subjects prevalent in the Western culture, want to make truth self-evident once again. We want to make current cultural events and worldview issues relatable to our peers and point all those listening to the gospel and what the Bible says. We are available on any platform you find a podcast. So please leave us a review, follow us on all the social medias, and please give us a listen. Self-evident, dedicated to speaking truths that were once self-evident and doing so in love. It's an evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with actors and filmmakers Sam and Kevin Sorbo. Join them Friday night, October 28th at the Carlisle in Lombard. Register at IllinoisFamily.org. People are standing up and saying enough is enough. I'll just say that people are looking for truth. The Sorbos are outspoken Christian conservatives in liberal Hollywood. They're known for the Hercules TV series and the documentary film Leaders for Life. You need bravery. But you I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to be bold, right? Sure, we all are. But we all need to learn how to be bold. Kevin and Sam Sorbo and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet, Friday night, October 28th. Register at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328, IllinoisFamily.org. We never speak up, we'll never know what can happen. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. After nearly 10 years of hosting its annual Wilberforce Week, an Oxford College abruptly disinvited British group Christian Concern this March. Apparently, a handful of students accused the group of hateful and invalidating language. Well, in response, Christian Concern approached Worcester College and asked them to substantiate those accusations. The college was unable to do so and instead was reminded of a prior statement issued by its own provost that, quote, the free expression an exchange of different views goes straight to the heart of our democracy and is a vital part of higher education. When the end, the college walked back the cancellation of Christian concern and issued an apology. 
thank God for small victories like this and for Christians willing to live out Peter's command. Respond with gentleness and respect. Keep a clear conscience so that those who speak against us may be put to shame. This also requires Christians who, like the Apostle Peter, are willing to speak truth in the first place. And that takes courage. But who knows what God will do with that? I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Lurick here, and here is Olivet Nazarene University. We're recording this interview during the Illinois Christian Home Educators Conference, and we're speaking with the executive director of ICHE, Kirk Smith. Uh, Kirk, an old friend. I stress old, but <laughs> sorry, Kirk. <laughs> anyway, Kirk, we've talked about how Christian home education is good for kids spiritually. But I want to kind of expand on that. It's good for their education in terms of reading, writing, science, math, etc. They're grounded in the Word of God, hopefully. And it will ultimately be good for churches because there's the future leaders in your church and for our government. These kids are going to be in the workplace and in government. So this is good for America. Absolutely. And the key there, it's a generational vision. Uh, this, this cannot be one generation and out. And that's why I encourage homeschooling parents to give their kids not just telling them arbitrarily we're going to homeschool, but to explain to them the why. I think a lot of parents don't, they think they're, the kids just think their parents are homeschooling because everybody else is or it's a thing to do or COVID. We got to come from the biblical point of view. For my wife and me, it was we could not fulfill Deuteronomy 6 if our kids were gone six to nine hours a day, depending upon after-school activities, to transfer uh, the Word of God in a biblical worldview. Uh, the GN2 survey came out about seven years ago. It was the largest homeschool survey ever, and they found out that we keep 86% of our kids, whereas the typical church loses between 60% at best, almost 90% at worst. We keep 86% of our kids, if they are homeschooled, taught a biblical worldview, are active in the local church, and have a good relationship, especially with their pastor. So the point meaning that it matters. How we educate our kids matters. While, of course, we are pro-homeschooling, we have a lot of good Christian schools out there as well, these things make a big difference. Not just now, Monty, but even more, 20, 40, 60 years later, because right now we're still reaping from the 60s and the 70s when there was such an anti-God move, you know, whenever the 60s attacked government, economics, the family, the church, uh, marriage. It was an anti-jurisdictional battle, and we're still reaping from that today. So once we get moving in the right direction, this will have multiple generational effects. Well, the left has a long-term game plan. We better get our own in place, too. Absolutely. No, the church is notorious for being late to the party. When conservatism or when, let's say for lack of a better word, Republicans, quote-unquote, are in the White House, it's disappointing. And when the Democrats are in, it's a disaster. <laughs> and we have to understand if we don't make some choices, and, and we all know this, Monty. You talk to almost anyone on the street, everyone down deep knows we're on a bad trajectory, but so few are willing to pay the price we cannot give our kids over to a system for 12 years of indoctrination and not expect consequences. Now, you and your lovely wife, Julie? Julie, very good. Okay. Yeah. Are former government school teachers. We are, yeah. I know that you decided that you just couldn't do that anymore. But did you take away anything from your 
years as public school teachers. Did you learn anything that you can apply to home education, or did you just decide we got to do it a completely different way? Well, I'm so glad you brought that up, Monty, because people assume that where we're at is where we've always been. I used to preach against homeschooling when I was really? a senior pastor. I did at 24, 25. I was saying the real world, sink or, sink or swim, live or die. And so we're all on a continuum here. But to be just very blunt, honest, that's kind of my nature, as you know. Um, the first year I came to ICHE, there was a big joke. Somebody was up in front and said, now, if you are a public school teacher, there's hope for you yet. Everybody laughed. I didn't laugh. I didn't think it was funny because I had not understood true homeschooling, home discipleship. And to be very honest with you, there's hardly anything that we took away from being college trained to be homeschoolers. People have said, well, you were college trained to be a teacher. That was more of a hindrance than a help because being a college trained teacher, everything is uh, broken up. Everything is compartmentalized. Science has nothing to do with English. It has nothing to do with math. It's all separate. And even though when we started, we started public schooling at home. We brought the public school model at home and that had some merit. Uh, they had better influences, uh, hopefully Christian teachers, my wife and me. But it's when we heard the words home discipleship that life and homeschooling is not about textbooks. It's doing life together. It's preparing our kids for life, both here in this world, but especially in the next world. And Monty, when we caught that vision, everything changed. So for those folks who say, well, I don't know how to be a teacher. If you know how to be a parent, you're probably more qualified in the homeschool community than if you've been college trained to be a teacher. Well, now you're raising a big family. Yes. All age groups, right? Yes. And you're still home educating. Yes. 28 down to 10 right now. Oh, Wow, my goodness. Along the way, you've probably made some mistakes. Have you learned from those mistakes? Oh, Monty, I could write a book on my mistakes. But you know, here's the key for young people. They don't demand perfection. They just look for honesty and transparency. And what we found is, you know, failure is part of life. And so when our kids see us fail and take responsibility and share where we messed up at, that trains them as well. That makes them more transparent. And also I've told people that homeschooling is not so much about the education of the child as it is the sanctification of the family. My wife and I have probably changed more than our kids have. And it's been a good change. And Monty, some of the lessons that we've learned have been out of pain, out of disappointment, out of frustration. But God has been faithful through that whole process that now all 11 of my kids, uh, six of whom are already out of high school, have already committed to homeschooling in their future as well. Is that something? It's a blessing. Now, how can ICHE help parents who are new to home education avoid some of those mistakes? Monty, you ask such great questions. <laughs> there are so many different visions of homeschooling, and we support all of those visions. We're here to help homeschoolers, but our lifeblood of ICHE, our DNA is home discipleship with the exaltation of Jesus Christ. Why we homeschool will dictate how we homeschool. And when we seek Jesus Christ first in his kingdom, he adds math, he adds English, he adds social sciences. Those things come along naturally. So what we wanna do is present a vision of home discipleship. We have an endless amount of articles uh, on how to homeschool, what homeschooling can look like. Uh, just this last week before the conference, we had had a lady write a letter. She said her life was changed at this conference because she understood that 
homeschooling is so much more than textbooks. It's about doing life, and it changed their entire trajectory, as it did for our family now uh, over 20 years ago. Well, what if you're a veteran homeschooler? There are things still to learn, and ICHE can help there too, right? Absolutely, because seasons of life are changing for all of us. You know our dear friend Mary Miller, who's our congresswoman. She's a dear friend of our families. Her kids are about 10 years older than my kids, and she has taught my wife. We get together about once a quarter and have supper together, and she has been such a wealth of wisdom for my wife to anticipate things coming down the pike for us as well. So we're all learning from one another, and that's the glory of what we do. All right, so you've, you've got a website. Tell us. www.iche.org. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram as well. So if you go there, you can kind of figure out, well, I'm looking for curriculum. Mm -hmm. What else? We have the ABCs, just how to get started. And I would tell the, your listening audience that it's not about perfection. It's just about getting out there and starting. If we don't plant a seed, we'll never grow anything. Some folks think they have to be a, an expert overnight, and that's just not it. Like you said, we're all still growing in the process, and to me, that's the true spirit of homeschooling. Kirk, let's talk about what could be coming. There's so much growth among parents who have decided to Christian home educate their kids and even secular home education. Christian schools, their student population is skyrocketing. Out, and a lot of Christian schools don't know where they're going to put all the kids. <laughs> But there's going to be pushback from the left who are going to say, you can do that, but you need to teach sex ed this way, mm -hmm. or you need to do this or that, or we have to have uh, DCFS come in and check out. Well, the threats right now are not bad because of COVID. Our government's still reeling from that, but it's coming. And we in ICHE, we have a legislative task force that we are building up even as we speak to prepare for that day because we are saving the state government, we homeschoolers, billions of dollars a year. But we're also costing the NEA billions of dollars a year. And at some point, there is going to be push and shove. And there's so many people who do not understand how our government works, Monty. They don't understand whoever gets the money or gives the money controls the system. And there's a lot of homeschoolers who want governmental help. But, you know, as Ronald Reagan said, the scariest words in the human language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. We want to keep completely autonomous from the government because once they put their finger in this, once the camel gets his nose in the tent, look out, we'll lose a lot of freedoms. And so we see that already. It will come if we give an inch. We cannot allow the government one inch to encroach upon our liberties to educate our kids according to the dictates of our own hearts. How do we push back against the threats that are sure to come against Christian home education and Christian schools, what would you suggest? First of all, it starts in the home, Monty. Ronald Reagan said the best way to transform America is to have a dinner together around the table. We talk about politics, about education, about philosophy around our uh, table at night, and boy, it is such a joy to hear my kids talk about these things. It starts with the family uh, because once we let out the teaching of our kids to a public school system, especially this day, and Monty, there's no way to say it, this is an anti-God school system. I have good friends who are Christians who are teaching the public school. I'm not talking about them, but the system is corrupt. And I don't care how many good individuals that are inside the system, 
the system is still corrupt. And so we must, as parents, take that responsibility seriously to train our kids in the feared admonition of the Lord. So I say, first of all, it starts in the home. Secondly, we need some fire in the pulpits in America. This next generation, is they're not experiencing the presence of God. They're not experiencing powerful messages. Again, God is a God of love, and we want to celebrate that. But he's a God of wrath and holiness, too. And we got to have that balance. I think it was A.W. Pink said that if we preach one side of attention at the exclusion of the other side of the tension, uh, we're going to become very imbalanced. And I think the church has wanting to, to get along with the world so well, and now we're compromised. We've got to get back to preaching the Word of God as a church. So family, church, organizations like IFI, IFA, ICHE, and all the other letters in the alphabet, these organizations are vital to support and be a part of. Well, if I discuss politics around the kitchen table with some of my extended family members. Better take the knives and forks away. (laughs) Anyway, Kurt, speaking in terms of politics, the 2022 election, how important is this election for Christian home education and Christian schools? What are your thoughts? It's very simple. We're either taking one step closer to losing our liberties or one step stronger to keep our victories. We do not stay in a neutral position, Monty. We're going this way or that way, and there's no way around it. Again, the the sheeps and the goats politically are being divided too. At one time, there was not a lot of difference between the Republican platform and the Democratic platform, but boy, in the last uh, 20, 30 years, it's divided. We've got to make some choices, not based on our political preferences, but based on the Word of God. Well, if you're concerned about this, you better do your homework on the candidates, see where they are on education choice. What else? Well, I not to be patronizing, but go to IFI, IFA especially. Uh, I follow them. I get all the newsletters from them. They have so many uh, resources to tell you what the true background. There's so much fluff out there, Monty. You know that in the media. And so you've got to go to trusted organizations like IFI, IFA, to get the true background where candidates stand on important issues. Well, we'll pay you later, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, once again, uh, people, if they're thinking about home educating, Christian home education, or maybe they're seasoned folks at this, but they want to learn more, they need to get to ICHE. Yes, thank you, Monty. Again, that's our website at ICHE.org, our Facebook page. We put up new videos a couple times a month. Uh, we just try to have our information out there. There's everything because, you know, it's the principle, Monty. I think right now we're sliding some more on technique than principle. The bedrock of homeschooling was founded in this generation, the 1980s those principles still work today. They're not outdated, they're rock solid. And so I encourage people to go back to the future. Kirk, we'll be praying for you. Monty, thanks so much. IFI, IFA, we appreciate you guys, all that you do. Appreciate your public school exit program that you're doing. It's just all of us working together for the glory of God and the betterment of our nation. All right, Kirk Smith, the executive director of Illinois Christian Home Educators. Once again, the website is www.iche.org. Okay, there you have it. And thank you folks for tuning in. Please uh, support the work of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. And tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. 
and to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.